Okay, tonight's topic is Kedoshim Tiyu. I think we are royalty, I think I called it. Roughly, what does it say down the schedule? Does it say the title? Yeah. No. So you, have to, you have to do your job. It's fine, no worries. Okay. Yeah. Something like that. Kalei yeah, Yisrael <coughs> is called Mamlechus Kayanim Vigai Kaddish. We're Malucha. We're royalty. What does it mean to be royalty? In Parshas Miketz, <coughs> when Yosef um, interprets the dreams for, for Paroi, so he makes him the Mishnah Lamelech. And the Bostiv tells us, Vayikra Paroi Shem Yosef Tzofnas Panech. And Paroi called Yosef, he gave him a new name. He called him Tzofnas Panech. So Rashi tells us, Tzofnas Panech means Mifaresh Hatzifunas. Tzifunas, Tzofnas, is like Tzofun we have uh, by the Seder, it means something hidden, something covered up. And Paneach means he explains it. The dreams were very hard to understand. They were covered over. So he was Mefarish Atzvunas. Rashi says, This word Paneach, there's no other place in the Torah, in Tanakh, where we have such a word. But I'm telling you what it means here is the one who explains Tzvunas, the Tzvunas, the hidden things. The Nitziv has a different explanation to this passage, to this word, Tzofnas Paneach. And he says as follows. He says, Paneach is a contraction of two words. Pa, Pe, Ayin, or not a contraction, it's a combination of two words. Pe, Ayin is Pa and Nach. What is Pe, Ayin? Pe, Ayin is from the word Haifa. Haifa is a word, Hey, Vav, Pe, Ayin, Hey, a lotion of honor. So, the Pei-Ayin stands for honor, and Nach is from the word Nachas. Nachas means tranquility. Nachas, v'oinig nefesh, I'm at peace. So, says the Nitziv, what does this mean? Kavoid, honor, and Nachas, very tranquil. So, he says as follows. He says, really, when you think about it, and this is something that Paroi could not get over, he couldn't believe his eyes, and that's why he termed Yosef Tzofnas Paneach. He said as follows, a person who has been a slave for so many years, Yosef was a slave for a long time, and he was in jail, and he was in the pit, and so much, he was so low down, and so put down for so many years, and the story with Ashes Paitifar, Everyone was talking about it. The, the, the newspapers were talking about it. It was headlines. Rashi says, at the end of the parish of the week before, Vayeshev, Rashi says, The story with the Mashke Mitzrayim, with the, with the butler and the baker, Rashi says, why, why, did, why did Hashem do this? Because, the entire nation of Mitzrayim was talking all about Yosef, what a terrible person he is. And they were, they were ranking him out, and he was the talk of the town. 
everywhere. All they talked about was Yosef, was this low-down scoundrel trying to attack Asia's Paitifar. So the Rabbi Nisham said, it's time to change the headlines. So now we're going to have a scandal. The, the uh, butler and the baker, there are two scandals. They'll take over, and before you know it, everyone will forget, forget Yosef exists. But you see what Yosef went through for so many years. A slave in the house of Petifar, and then this story, and then being in jail, so many years. And yet, one who is so low down and so put down, if in one moment they're brought to the highest of high, to royalty, they really should go crazy. A person really can't handle emotionally such a thing. It's, it's too much of a shock. It's the marshal really of Yitzhiyah Mitzrayim. Hashem took us out of Mitzrayim in stages. He didn't take us out of Mitzrayim one day. We're just from, from ultimate slavery, from being, from vayanum, from, from oppression, and the next day we're free people. That's like taking someone who's in a pitch black room and then putting them outside in the bright sunlight. They, they can't handle it. Your eyes, your eyes, you have to slowly get used to it. Turn on one light, turn on another light. Slowly it's a gradual process. That's how Yitzhiyah Mitzrayim was. But Yosef Atadik went from being a slave in one moment, like the Tzipurnai writes in Parshish Miket, Kederech, this is the way Hashem brings the Yeshua, Keherifayim. In one time, it's in a moment. It's time for the Yeshua, it's here. So Pari says, it doesn't make any sense. I schlep him out of jail, and I know who he is, because I've also read the papers, and I'm making a Mishnah Lamelech, and he's taking it all in stride, as if he's been waiting all day for the, all year for this. So says the Nitziv, Paroi was despoiled. He couldn't get over. Oitzim kaycho shal Yosef. Shari shechai kama shanim meshiplus. Someone who lived so many years put down like this. And misalat pisoi memaila gavayamayin. And suddenly he's brought up to be royalty. Eepshar lisbo. It's impossible for a normal human being to be able to weather such emotional turmoil. The car of says in its it would be very normal if they would just flip out. Such a person would go crazy. Or Shayamas. Or just from the whole shock of it, just drop dead. And Paray sees Yosef coming out of the base of Asurim. Nothing. He's very happy. He slides right in. So said. So Paris expressed his dismay and his and his wonder at what was going on, and he says the only way that this is possible, the only way it's possible for someone to go from where they were to being royalty is if they were really never internally affected by their put downs. He doesn't say this, but to contrast, the Klal Mitzrayim, they had an Avdus mentality. They were Avadim. They had this mentality. That's why they couldn't fight against Mitzrayim. The Arachayim HaKadosh writes. Why couldn't they fight? Because a slave will never fight against his master. That's just the mentality that they were born into. The only one, the only person who's able to slip into royalty is the one who doesn't have that mentality. The one who his entire life he wasn't affected or through his situation wasn't affected by being in this external situation of being a slave, of being in prison. It didn't affect him. Must be internally he was grooming himself and he felt himself as royalty. 
The problem was the circumstances weren't right. Everything about him didn't look like royalty. But inside, he carried himself with royalty. He was just waiting for the potential to be actualized. So he said, Sofnas, it's Vunais. It was hidden inside him. It was potential that was hidden inside him. So Paneach, when the covet came, when the Paneach, Pei in the Haifa, when the covet came, Nach, not Achas. He took it in stride. He took it very tranquil. Why? Because Sofnas. It was internally, it was hidden in there. The potential was there. He was grooming himself. Yosef carried himself with as royalty. Problem was, he was a royalty. So now, the shoe fits, he puts it on, and that's it. He's royalty. No, there's, no, there's no shock. This is who I've been a whole time internally. It's externally things weren't the right thing. Now I'm here, so everything fits. That... Said Paroi is something that the only way it's possible that he's not going crazy is because internally he was royalty the entire time. He was royalty in exile, but he was royalty. And the truth is that the Sipurnai in the week in Parshas Vayeshev the week before, when he talks that when it says that Yosef came to he came in the morning to the prison and he saw that they had the dreams. He saw they, they didn't look, they didn't look, uh, their faces, um, their faces looked bad. So he told them why, why he told the butler and the baker what's going on. So they told him, you know, we had a dream and we don't have anyone to interpret it. So what does this mean, So most Mepharshim say, he was saying, listen, dreams, you don't need an interpreter. Hashem will tell us what happened. So let me take you, get a shot at it. Maybe Hashem will inform me. See, Pornis has another chat. He says, The wisdom to be able to interpret dreams, He ba'adam, a person has that ability, why? Mitzad mashu the very fact that a person has seichel and a person is created b'tzalem alikim gives him the ability to interpret the dreams. gambi. So says Yosef. Who gets to interpret dreams? You're looking at me like I'm a slave. I'm going to go. To interpreting dream was a big was a, was a, was a, a big profession. You had to have a master's degree and a PhD. It was an A. You had to you know you have to train. You have to have internship. It was a big thing in the trying. He told them no, because you look at me as a slave. You look at me as nothing. You look at me as here to serve you, which is how they looked at slaves. And you should know that I'm not a slave. I'm a Salam Kim. The ability to interpret dreams is because a person is B'Tselem Elikim and I'm B'Tselem Elikim I happen to be temporarily here not in the right situation. I happen to be a slave in jail. But it doesn't take away from who I really am. I might be wearing striped, uh, striped prison garb but I'm B'Tselem Elikim. He never lost sight of who he was. That's how Yosef carried himself. He saw himself as a Salam Alikim. He saw himself as the son of Yaakov Avinu. He saw himself as the grandson of Yitzchak, etc., etc. And he realized the Rabbi Nishalaylam put him in the situation for whatever reason. 
But he did not, not let it affect him internally. And therefore, the son of Yaakov Avinu, he could be a king. He's a prince. So now the time comes and, and Paroi takes him out. So he raises him up. He slides right into it. He never lost sight of who he was. When he went to do the when he wanted to do the Aver with Aishas Paitifar, he wanted to, she wanted him to, whatever, it's too much, it's a machlaikas. So there's different midrashim and what stopped him. The famous one Rashi brings, he saw the vision of Yaakov Avinu. But there's another medrash, and the medrash says that he told her as follows. He told her, you know I have a problem. If I'm going to do this Avera, see, I had a grandfather and a great-grandfather, Avram and Yitzchak. And Hashem came to Avram and He told him to bring Yitzchak as a karba. So in my family, Hashem is very accustomed, underline that we're accustomed, it only happened once, and it never happened again, but He said, Hashem is malumad, Hashem is accustomed to come to my family and ask for someone to be a karba. Now what's going to happen if I'm going to be the one to be asked to be the carbon, If I do this Averu with you, so I'm going to be possible for that carbon. H- how can I do that? I don't want to be possible for the carbon. This is what he lived with. Hashem might call on me to be a carbon for Hashem. Yosef is here, and according to one Shita in the Gemara, he came to do the Avera. He gave in to his Yetzara. Today there was no one home. He's going to do the Avera with Eishas Patifa. At the last moment, he's reminded who he is. I'm not an Evet here. I'm someone who, I'm from a family that Hashem calls upon to be a carbon. He might call upon me. I can't do this. It's not befitting of me. I'll be possible for a carbon. This is how Yosef lived. He lived with this vision. And as Tzimus Yaakov, he saw the vision of his father. He understood who he was. And that protected him from Averis. That protected him from doing things he shouldn't be doing because it's not fitting for me to do it. I'm royalty. I don't do these things. And when it came time for him to become royalty, he was just waiting. There's a famous story with the Chabina Rav, Zechariah Levrachel. He, um, in the early days of the state of Israel, so many Bachrim were enticed to go to, um, to the army. And in those days, there was no, if you, the people who went to the army did not remain from, 99% of them. And the many Bachrim, um, Yeshiva Bachrim, ended up going. It was a very um, tumultuous time in, uh, in, in, in Israel. And there was one Bachar who was leaving Yeshiva and he's going to the army and there was really nothing to talk to him about. He couldn't talk to him about it. He went to the Chabina Rav to get a bracha. He's going to the army and wants a bracha. And the Chabina Rav knew that there's no way, he already knew there's no way to convince this Bachar. So he said to him as follows. He said, listen, I want, to ask, I want, I want you to do one favor for me. See, so this Bachar came from a very Chashev Yichos. He was from the family of the Zidichov or Hasidus. The rabbis from Zidichov. In fact, the, one, of the original, one of the rabbis Zidichov was such a big Mekubal. He knew so much Kabbalah. You know, you have like over here in, in Parshat Vaishev, Sar Beis Hasoyhar, the one in charge of the, uh, of the jail. They used to call him the Sar Beis Hasoyhar because he was like the one who knew Zoyar. He was like the uh, gatekeeper of the Zoyar. So he's down in Zidichov, they had a special minig that on Fridays they don't say Tachman. 
Tachnun is that thing you say after Shema Esrei, people fall on their face, Rakhon Bechanun, and happy days you don't say them. And days of Yontif, you don't say Tachnun. And in Zidr Shabbos, some other Chassidus, they don't say it on Friday. Arab Shabbos, they don't say it. So he said, listen, you're from the Beis HaMalchus called Zidichav. You're from the royal family of the Zidichav Rebbes. And you have to make sure to keep up your family minhagim. So I want you to keep up one minute. Remember this minute. No Tachanon on Friday. Okay, no Tachanon on Friday. Sounds like easy. This guy thought he was in for like, you know, he's going to ask him to fast every Monday and Thursday or something like that. So he comes, starts, he comes to the army there. And he's waiting the first Friday. He's not going to say Tachman. And he comes to the conclusion that in order not to say Tachman, you have to daven. Right? So he davens in order not to say Tachman. Then he realized another thing. That if you don't daven the rest of the week and say Tachanon, so it's not such a big chiddish that you didn't say Tachanon on Friday. So you have to daven every day, say Tachanon, in order that on Friday you could daven without Tachanon. Once he was doing this, he figured, maybe I'll get some friends along. And it ended up, this is what he kept this as a minute Kaddish. Why? I'm royalty. I'm from the family of Zidachev. This is a family minute we have. We don't say Tachan on Friday. And he ended up remaining from the entire, his entire years in the, in the army. And he died. And not only that, and he had other people davening along with him. Why is he davening alone? Once he's davening already. It's royalty. Royalty saves people. Royalty keeps us going. The understanding of who we are. And it's not just from the family of Zidachev. We're all Mamlachas Kayanim Vigay Kaddish. We are all Malucha. We're all royalty. We have to remember that. We may be here. We're in Galus. We're in Ilam Hazah. We're amongst the Ilam. And they affect us. And sometimes we get too caught up in the externals. And that becomes who we are. And we forget who we really are. And we forget that we are, like the Zippurna says, an Eved Bevesuasurim. We're wearing that striped prison guard. Or if we have to wear the styles of the Goyim, it really should be prison guard for us. This is not who we are. We are Malchus. We're Malchus. If I was a princess, if I was the queen, would I walk around like this? Would I act like this? Would I eat like this? I'm royalty. The <coughs> we say kedoshim to you. Pasuk says kedoshim to you. Kedoshim to you means you should be holy. Rashi says kedoshim means prushim to you. You should separate yourself. Separate yourself. Famous Ramban there, we all know the famous Ramban, that a person should be Pirish from Dvaram Hamutarim, that even though just because something is mutter, and just because something is kosher, doesn't necessarily mean that it's something that is good for us in Ruchnias. And the Ramban says that without this mitzvah, once you have this mitzvah, it's a different story, without this mitzvah, a person could eat and drink and do many different things, and it's all Pirshus HaTayra. I didn't do anything wrong. Where the Tyra say it's wrong? Came along the Tyra and said, Kedoshim to you. You have to be holy. You have to separate yourself. Just because it's not Asr, doesn't mean that it's something you need to do. Now at first glance, Kedoshim to you, sounds like a person has to deprive themselves. Has to be a parush. What's when you talk about someone who's parush from separates themselves from Elamazah? So you think of someone who's depriving themselves of the good, joying life. 
But the truth is that's incorrect. Because there's another translation to the word Kedusha. Besides for Kedusha means parish, separate yourself. But when we talk about Kayhanim, we say Vikidashtai. A person has to show Chashivas for a Kayan. He gets the first Aliyah, you should give him, uh, if you're giving out portions, he gets the first portion, etc., etc., etc. So it's Kedusha, the Kedashtai means you should make him Chashiv. So says your Baizik Shares, he says that they go together. Precious does not mean I'm depriving myself of something. If I feel deprived, I'm not really being Mikai in the midst of Kedoshim to you. Because deprivation means I'm sacrificing something. Okay? People sacrifice things for the cause. Sacrifice things for Hashem. But the problem with sacrifices are, unfortunately, they don't last too long. They last for, last for a short amount of time. Comes the point and say, you know what, I had enough of these sacrifices. Let someone else sacrifice from now on. It doesn't last. Precious has to be a result of Hashivas. The same Kedoshim to you says, realize how Hashiv you are. And therefore, you will be Prushiv. What does that mean? That means to say as follows that every person has a bottom line of what's too low for them to do. Every person has that bar. You know, it comes a point that it's just not becoming of me. Being a person and not an animal, a person has that. The question is, how low is that? Every person has a different lowness to them. There's certain things that just doesn't, as they say, it doesn't pass for me. It's not proper for me to do. Kedoshim Tiyu says, you have to realize how chashiv you are. And when you realize how cautious you are, automatically there's certain things that you're not going to do because it's not befitting for me. For who I am, it's not befitting. And therefore I won't do that. Am I depriving myself of something? Yes. Am I sacrificing something? No. Because I know it's not that I feel bad I don't have it. It just doesn't pass for me. I'm too cautious for this. I'm too cautious to act this way. When we talk about the Gemara says, how do you know that you have to wash Mayim Achroinim or different types of this Mayim, there's different uh, times you wash your hands. So the Gemara learns it from the words Vizkadishtem. And you should be holy. You should be Chashev. This means to say that when a person's sitting at a table, so his hands get all dirty, so what do you do? So, Either you could just continue with life and your hands are greasy and dirty or you could wash them off and clean them off and then match. So that's the Lashon of Chashivus. Even when I'm eating, them. you don't just eat and go bench with your face and your hands all dirty. You're going to go talk to Hashem, thank you for the food. You clean yourself up first. We learn that from the words, them. Why? Because it's proper. That's the proper thing to do. It's not befitting of someone on the stature of a Yid to act this way. And that's the mitzvah of Kedoshim Tiyu. See, Kedoshim Tiyu is not a mitzvah just for big tzaddikim. It's a mitzvah for every person in this room. It's a mitzvah for every person in Kalah Yisrael. Every person has to relate on their level. It's a very broad mitzvah, because every person on their level relates to it differently. Kedusha means different things to different people. My precious, my Kedusha, is not the same as the biggest tzaddikim. They have a different precious.
But every person has to relate to it. And the midst of Kedoshim to you is to raise that bar. How low will I go? How low will I act? How low will I dress? Where is the bottom line of where I say that's the cutoff point? If that's my bottom line, Kedoshim to you says, realize that you're a lot more hush of that than that and make it a little higher. But it starts with realizing who you are. And every person, every person who's a Yid, every person with Nishmat Yisrael is royalty. We're Mamlachas Kayanin. We have to act that way. And when you act that way, you don't feel deprived. It's not befitting of you. Big Tzadikim, big Tzadikim, so they become so Choshev, they realize how Ruchniyat is so Choshev to them, that Gashmiyat almost becomes disgusting. Because in their eyes, not because it's Gaiva, because Ruchniyat is so Choshev. The realization of being a Yid is so Choshev to them, being an Eved Hashem, that even what we would call normal Gashmiyat becomes disgusting to them. But that's what Kedoshim Tihu means. Raise the bar. Realize your Chashivas. A result of Chashivas then will be precious. It comes along with it. Because it's just not befitting for me. I have to walk out into the world. I have to deal with the world. I have to buy my clothing from the world. I have to eat from the world. But how much am I affected by it? How much am I affected? And how much am I insulated? Yosef HaTzadik realized he was royalty. And that's why in last week's parasha it says, the Yosef Yosef was the same Yosef HaTzadik. He was able now, not only to weather being a slave, he was able to weather being royalty in Mitzrayim. Which perhaps was even a harder Nisayim. Being the Mishnah Lamelech and remaining a Tzadik, Chazal tell us that Ayvadja Hanavi is the one who gets to say Nevuah for the destruction of Adam, of Esav. I think it's the Haftar of Parshas Vayishlach, Chazayin Evadjah. Why? Why Evadjah Navi? So, Evadjah Navi was someone who was a, in a very high position in the house of Achav and Izevel. He was the one around the kitchen, did other things over there. Achav and Izevel were from the biggest Rishayim in Kala Yisrael that we ever had is in the, in the Malachim, in the mouth of Yisrael. What Achav did to call Yisrael was terrible. So, says, says the Gemara, that Ayvajah lived in a house of Rishayim, and he remained a tzaddik. That means he insulated himself. He realized, I have to be here, and I have to do what I'm doing, but it's not going to affect me. Who does he say Nebuah about? Esav. Esav had the same midah. But he didn't know where to use it. He grew up in the house of Yitzchak and Rivka. And the Loilam Abimaseim, says the Gemara. He also was insulated, but in the wrong way. He should have absorbed Yitzchak and Rivka's teachings, and he didn't. He did what he wanted to do. So Ayvadja, who was an insulated person, Lataiv, gets to say Nevuah about Esav, who used the same midah, Lerah. But the Midah that Yosef HaTzadik had is the same Midah. That I have to be here, but this is not something that I'm going from. This is not something that affects who I am. Because who I am, I am royalty, not Egyptian royalty, I'm the Rabbi Nishalm's royalty. There's a story that's, uh, I don't know, yeah, famous, not famous, but 
Um, there's a story in the uh, in in the, in the 80s, 1980s, uh, many years ago, when um, the Prime Minister of Great Britain was a lady named Margaret Thatcher. Margaret Thatcher um, was the Prime Minister, and there was one time she came to a uh, to a state dinner with the Queen of England, and they were wearing the same outfit. And it was, uh, you know, the papers had a, the tabloids had a party, but it was Zion to the Malchus, that the Queen and the Prime Minister come in the same outfit, it doesn't pass. So, afterwards, it was a mistake. So afterwards, uh, Lady Thatcher, she sent a, an apology to the Secretary of the Queen, you know, please... Was a mistake and I feel bad about it. And from now on, we're gonna. I'll probably send my secretary to call you to find out what the queen's wearing. This shouldn't happen again. And she got back the following letter from the secretary of the queen, and it said, "The queen does not notice what other people wear." That's it. She even knows. Do you think she talked to her? I wasn't there, but I'm sure she did. She was the prime minister. She talked to her about a lot of things, but she didn't notice. Why? She's the queen. This, everybody else is a bunch of ants. Even the Prime Minister. They're not anywhere... We don't even have a concept of royalty in the United States. We have a president, for sure Nishkan royalty, and, <laughs> and not for many years we haven't had royalty, but even those who were royalty, but it wasn't royalty. You know, there was a concept once of, of Kashivas, you know, President Reagan never took off his jacket in the Oval Office for cover for the Oval Office. He never took off his jacket. There, there was once a concept of respect for the presidency of the United States, but kaka, that's the way it is. But royalty, we for sure have no inkling of what royalty is. And even English royalty is not real royalty. They don't have, uh, can't kill anyone like the olden days. But they fear them with royalty. They act with royalty. You see changing of the guards, and you see every procession they have, and every wedding they make. It's a whole thing steeped in what the minhagim of this royal court is, is royalty. And she's royalty. She's the Queen of England. And she can look around here and she'll see everyone that she needs to talk to. She's not going to notice. It's not going to it to me. I'm royalty. I'm the one who sets the tone. I know who I am. That's what we have to realize. We have to go out to the world. We have to do things in the world. We have to talk to people in the world. We have to deal with people in the world. But that it should affect the way I live my life. I'm royalty. Everybody else is a bunch of ants. There's nobody. It shouldn't be something that even I should be gyrus. That's what royalty means, and that's klayisol's kiyum. That is klayisol's kiyum, and every person is royalty. What does it mean? Every person's royal. How should you feel like royalty? So there's a Rashi in Parshas Peshalach. Rashi in Parshas Peshalach says in the Shira, it says over there, zekelivan veyu. So Rashi says, Avi, Hashem is the God of my father. Says Rashi, I'm not the beginning of holiness. This holiness and this that Hashem is my Hashem, my God, is then start with me. It's Avi. It's from my forefathers. I'm not the beginning here. I'm part of a chain. Now Rashi seems to be quoting a Madrash. But, but um, when you look around for this Madrash, you'll never find it. There's no such Madrash. Why not? Because many times, I have a Kabbalah from, I have a Kabbalah that, that, um, 
that when Rashi paraphrases a Medrash, he's saying how he learned Pshat in the Medrash. So you have to now go in the Mepharshi Rashi, if you have that, there's a Chumash called with the Yud Aleph Mepharshi Rashi, most of them found the same Medrash that I found. I was Mechavan to them. Weren't obviously weren't Mechavan to me. I was Mechavan to them. There's one that wants to say a different Medrash. But they also were looking, where Rashi get this from? Where's this Pirish? So most Mepharshim, if you look at the Medrash, the Medrash says like this, Elikei Avivar Reinemenu says the Medrash, Ani Malka Bas Malachim, Klaisel says, I'm the queen, the daughter of kings. Ahuva, beloved Bas Ahuvin. Kedosha Bas Kedoshim. Holy, the daughter of holy ones. Tahira, pure Bas Tahira. Mashallah Adam Shalach Lekadish Isha. Person wanted to get married. Pamim Boishba. Sometimes he's embarrassed with the person he's marrying. Pamim Boishvimishvachta. Sometimes it's her family. Sometimes it's her relatives. Avalani Aini Kain says Kla Yisrael. I am Malka Bas Malachim, Ahuva Bas Ahuvim, Kedosha Bas Kedoshim, Tahira Bas Tahira. And when you look at this magic, you say, What's Kla Yisrael saying exactly? They're trying to say how great they are? That I'm royalty, I'm beloved, I'm holy. And not only that, I'm from the daughter of Melachim and the daughter of holy people and the daughter of Tahirim. So Rashi tells us how he learned this Medrash. Rashi looked at this Medrash and he said, you know what Kleiso was saying? I'm a link in a chain. I'm a link in a chain. What Kleiso was saying, I'm not the beginning of Kedusha. I have this already. I'm a link in a long chain back to the other Zakdashim. And therefore what? And therefore, I'm not just someone in a vacuum. I'm not just someone who just popped in here. I'm part of a long line of royalty. And I have to act like royalty. And I also have to act like I belong in this chain of royalty. So, I'm at the beginning. I have this Kedusha. And therefore, I'm going to serve my Hashem. And the Malkabas Malachim. I'm not saying it as I'm boasting. I'm saying it as a achrayas, as a responsibility. I was born here as Malkabas Malachim to be responsible to continue this chain. I'm a link in a long chain of royalty. And that's how Christ also look at themselves. A number of years ago, there was a story in the Associated Press. I'm not sure what year this was, a couple of years ago. Oh, here it was, I'm sorry. May 22nd, 2009. Woman is the seventh generation graduate of West Point. So, <clears throat> there was this lady, her name was Caroline Miller, who was going to graduate from West Point. And she has ancestors, she's the seventh generation who graduated from there. She had ancestors who fought in the Civil War, Civil War World War I, World War II, Vietnam, etc. Now, the first one was 173 years ago, her great-great-great-great-grandfather. Now, listen to her words. And if every Jew would, would think these words, every time they opened up a Chumash, a Sefer, a Siddur, did a Mitzvah, anything, it would make the world of a difference. She says as follows. This is an, you have to realize this is an unbroken chain for 173 years 
seven generations of West Point graduates in her family. So she said as follows, I consider it more of a privilege than a burden. I'm walking here where my great-grandfathers have walked. I'm having the same opportunity that they had to see what they saw, to do what they used to do. I'm part of an incredible tradition. That's what she said. If every person would open up a Chumash, open up a Siddur, open up a Tehillim, and say, I'm walking where my great-grandfather walked. He walked through the same Tehillim. He said the same Davani. He learned the same Chumash. Not him and back, Dairis and Dairis, because we're much farther than seven generations. You know, it takes 173 years for them to get seven generations. The Vayashiv Zechayim Lebracha saw seven generations, right, in his 90 years of life. But that's the difference between Klai Yisrael and Numan Salem. But how many years back is an unbroken chain of royalty back to Maimon Harsinai? Back to the Beit HaMikdash. Every time you open a sitter, every time you do a mitzvah, you're doing the same mitzvah that your great-grandmother did. And you could say to yourself, I'm doing the same thing, I'm seeing the same thing. I'm part of an incredible tradition. That's Malchus. What did she say? It's not a burden, it's a privilege. It's royalty. This is who I am. This is Kedoshim Tiyu. It's not Prushim, it's Chashivos. It's a responsibility. Responsibilities don't have to be burdens. The privileges. You realize who you are. Sometimes I'm sure it gets tiresome to be the Prince of uh, Wales or something like that. But eventually you realize it's a Dover Chashuv. And it takes it over. And every once in a while it's okay to feel like it's a burden. But you just have to remember that more times than that, hopefully, it should be a privilege than a burden. Every once in a while you can get down, but eventually you have to be mechazik yourself. And if every person, every year, every time they open the Sefer would think that, would realize how Chashuv they are and how lucky, because you have to realize, you know how many... Muhammad, so to speak, Klai Yisrael has gone through through the ages. What do I mean, Muhammad? I mean in Klai Yisrael. Break-offs of Klai Yisrael. Starting back from the Tztukim, from the Nisiavnim, through all the generations. Any Jew that's here today that is a Shimer Tyra and Mitzvahs, and even not a Shimer Tyra and Mitzvahs, even a person who's not from, but realized they're Jewish, that means to say in every split-off, that Kalei Yisrael had over the last 2,000 years, they were on the right side of things. Because if you weren't, if, you're, if someone wasn't, they're not Jewish anymore. There's no Zecher of them. Misyadnim, Stukim, Christians, original Christians were Jews, so on and so forth. Look in our days, Reform Judaism. The original Reform Judaism, Jews, their grandchildren are Goyim. They're not, they're not Jewish anymore. That to any person today who is a Yid, who's a Yid and for sure a from Yid, means to say that for hundreds and thousands of years, they were on the right side of history. They were on the Kali Yisrael, which was many times a minimal amount of people. It was sometimes minimal amounts of people. That means to say every time there was a split, my grandfather made the right choice. And that's the only reason I'm here. So we are part of an incredible tradition. You don't have to go back to Maimon Harsinai, go back three dairies, four dairies, five dairies. Any time there was a split. And so on and so forth. And many even were lost because of this. We were on the right side. That's who we are. Every person is royalty. And when you realize that you're royalty, and you realize how chashiv you are, then you can live like a Yosef HaTadik. I have to live in this world. I'm an avid Beveso Asurim, but I'm a Tzalem Elikim. No one can take that away from me. No one can take away who I really am, the real me. Externally, that's not who I am. 
internally is the real me. Of course, your external has to reflect that sometimes. You can't say, well, I can just walk around doing what I want, and, you know, internally I'm a good person. Obviously, but who, what defines you? Where does it start? It should start from understanding how chashev I am. Then when I look around and I say, you know what? This doesn't pass for me to do. It doesn't pass. I'm too chashev for this. I'm too chashev to talk like this. I'm too chashev to act like this. I'm too chashev to eat like this. What did Abnazim Tzivinko tell Abacher who was drinking out of a can of soda? He said, you know, it doesn't pass for a Ben Taira. Take a cup. So he told him, it doesn't pass for a Ben Taira. That's the same thing. Is it Asr? No. Is it radical? No. Because you can hear you know, you wouldn't see Ravon Lynch drinking from a can. You know, he was thirsty as he was. He would take a cup. Oh, because he's a big tzaddik. Yeah, okay, because he's a big tzaddik. But it's something we could relate to. It's something, I don't mean this specifically, but every person is able to look around their life and see, you know what? What am I doing that really, really doesn't pass for me? But it starts with knowing who I am. When you don't feel chashev, and you don't feel like you're something, so then everything goes. So why not? I'm nothing anyway, so what's the difference? It starts with understanding the value of every person. Every person understanding themselves. Understanding that you're here in your chashev. And you have kaychas. And you have talents. And the Rabbani wants you to succeed. And he wants you to use those talents. It starts baseline that I'm a Jew who's royalty. How that manifests itself in my personal life with my personal strengths that I have to work out. That I have to deal with. That I have to try to find out who's the real me. But it starts with understanding that the real me is very chashev. Now let me figure it out. How I'm going to act. What I'm going to do. How I'm going to serve the Rabbi Nishalayim. Where I'm going to go with this. But it starts with baseline understanding I'm royalty. When you understand your chashev, everything takes on a different meaning. You see things different. You relate to things different. You remain insulated in a different way. It all starts with the understanding of who we are. Okay.